0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-double-Z-A-double-R-O. For anyone who's out there, thank you for listening in. I appreciate you guys. You can find us on Spotify or the other podcasts we do, uh, Justin Ryan Bizarro Show and the Centurion Leadership Battalion Show. It's both out there. It's been a while, guys. Um, I'm going to give a little commentary before we introduce our guest. The short end of it is uh, I took a leave of absence. We are now recording out of Denver again. Uh, we started here almost five years ago on January 19th, 2019 is when we started this podcast. Things have changed quite a bit. Um, over the last few months, I've been baptized. I've um, taken everything in a new direction. I have uh, will we'll be taking the podcast in a new direction. We'll be releasing some Old material here, as well as introducing some new material in all the shows, so that's pretty cool. Any food entrepreneurs out there, uh, we have launched Gorilla Brave. It is an entrepreneur site, a a community of entrepreneurs and training and things like that that are out there. I have some business partners that are involved with that. We are also launching a training school called Leaders to Owners. It is for franchisees in particular um, who want... ...who are managers or general managers or operating managers in a business and want to take the next step and own their own franchise. That is in a partnership with Sam Fonseca. Wow, I can't even talk today. It's the first time I've done one of these in a while, so I'm just warming up. But anyway, Sam Fonseca has been on the podcast numerous times. He's done numerous episodes with us, seven total On this show, so he's one of the partners in that. He's worked and helped grow Raising Cane's In-N-Out Burger and roll them up to Keto's and Dave's Hot Chicken. So he has a lot of experience in the industry for anyone who's out there. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce our guest, Bella of Rockin' Burgers out of Boston, Massachusetts. How are you doing?
1: Great, and how are you?
0: I'm good. So, Bella, it's been, I don't know, maybe six months since we last spoke, I think. How are you doing, and how is is everything going in in Boston, Massachusetts?
1: Um, It's been going great. I think I talked to you uh, right before um, we started the bulk of our uh, food truck season, and it's just been um, quite a busy year, a lot busier than we expected. And now we have the the ghost kitchen um, that's been up and running for about a month. Um, So I've had a little... (laughs) I'm glad I was able to set aside a little time um, to be able to do this today.
0: So talk to me about, well, at it's, it's first I have to make this comment. Every time I think of Boston, Massachusetts, I think of the movie Road Trip, which I don't know, you may be too young for that movie, but at the, they always talk about Boston, Massachusetts, even though they're going to Austin, Texas on the road trip. And, and Tom Green in the movie keeps messing it up. Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. But anyway... Every time I hear it now, because I just saw the movie again recently, one of my favorite movies, I think of that. So anyone out there um, around my age, road trip, it's worth watching again. brings back a lot of nostalgia. So, Belle, let's get into food truck season. Let's define that a little bit. What does that mean for you when you have food truck season?
1: Um, So now we're running um, our food truck all year long um, for catering and private events. But our main um, season is the very end of March until like the beginning, um, middle-ish October. It really depends on how cold it gets um, up here. But um, that's uh, what we call food truck season. And that's when it's kind of just like, like back-to-back-to-back-to-back events. You don't really have a day off, and um, you just have to grind it out um, for a majority um, of the spring, fall, and summer.
0: So let's remind the audience a little bit, because it's been a while. If you guys go back, this is uh, Bella's third episode with us, and um, it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Honestly, I appreciate the support for sure. Um, So let's go back and talk a little bit about just to give the audience a reference why get why did you decide to do a food truck and then let's talk about the food truck season and define that a little bit more in detail and how you get your clients in for and how you get bookings or how you find events so talk a little bit about let's give a brief you know history a little bit of why you got into food trucks
1: sure um so i was always um, in the food industry Um, since I was nine years old, I would help out, um, in my dad's restaurants and I graduated high school, um, during the peak of COVID and I was going to college, uh, during the peak of COVID, everything was online and I'm a very hands-on learner and I wasn't learning anything. And at the time there was like, really, we couldn't see an end to when COVID was gonna, um, kind of like the restrictions would diminish, um, so I was working on a food truck at the time and I told my dad, um, Hey, you know, this is something that I'd really like to do. I think you're wasting your money on college and I'd rather invest in something, um, that I know about and that I think I could succeed at. And, um, that's where we were born and I love chicken sandwiches and I like burgers. So I thought, uh, rock burgers would be perfect.
0: I love it. And your menu has grown quite a bit. And, you know, if anyone's out there, um, where can they find you online? Because I would love, as we're talking about this, for them to look at your menu and look at your Instagram and things like that. Because you you're just have grown so rapidly and have developed such a cool menu over the years.
1: So they can find us um, on www.rockenburgersma.com. Uh, and my Instagram and my Facebook handles are um, Rockinburgers dot ma.
0: Awesome, awesome. Ma being Massachusetts, of course. So yes. let's talk about events. Let's talk about your your summer, your your fall. Like, how do you get events? How do how do you find events? Like, I mean, as a business person, it's great, you know, in a, in the food space to make great food but it's hard to sort of get momentum like you're getting where you're booked all the time and you're having events pack in all the time talk to me a little bit about that and and like how you guys do that and how you manage it
1: um so i think uh one of the reasons that um, we got popular very quickly is i'm part of the south shore food truck association and i mean when i joined there was about 30 trucks uh and this will be my third upcoming season this spring. And now there's about 50 and they do uh, food truck nights. And we spent a lot of those nights handing out business cards, connecting, networking, um, with whoever we could. So a lot of these, um, clients, they go on my website and they'll reach out to me directly. And, um, from there, it's just a word of mouth. But a lot of um, our clients uh, will reach out to us directly through our website or Instagram or Facebook um, about an event they're having.
0: So these food truck nights, help me understand this a little bit. Is there like all 50 food trucks there? Is it something that rotates? Because I I think this is a cool idea. And, And like, how does it work? How many people show up? What city is it located? Like, how does that all work?
1: So we do, um, three nights a week, um, when we can, um, there's Tuesdays in Hanover, Massachusetts, Thursdays in Kingston, Massachusetts, and Fridays are actually in my hometown in Weymouth, Massachusetts. And, um, what they do is there's a rotation of 10 food trucks. Um, thankful enough to have a weekly spot there and they, um, depending on which location, um, Sometimes, and I know in Kingston, they have a full bar, live music all the time, and they have activities for families and kids, so it helps um, create more of a night than just grabbing um, takeout from a truck. So there's always um, plenty of activities and stuff to do for families, which is great.
0: Now, does that go year-round?
1: Uh, so that is from May um to September for Hanover and Weymouth. And then Kingston runs till the end of October.
0: So once it gets cold outside, there's no more outdoor food trucks. I, I, I mean, I can't remember how cold it gets in Massachusetts. It's been a long time since I've been up there. But, the, um, but I have to imagine, like, what happens? Like, do you then plan your business around, okay, we make revenue from... April let's say to October and then you're just slow during November and December or do you get other events and things that you do during the slow season like how do you how do you manage this business because cash flow obviously is really heavy during the summertime
1: um, so we always have the plan we always plan for the worst during the winter this is actually my first um, winter staying open And I've gotten, like, we're getting a few bookings, but obviously not nearly as much uh, during the summer. And we now have, since I've last talked to, I've acquired um, a satellite kitchen in the Boston Convention Center, which has been great um, in helping us out. We had a really big event there um, in November. And um, I usually hear about them a couple weeks in advance um, when they need other vendors to come in. But um, it's definitely been helping out uh, the winter business so far because um, sometimes it just gets really, sometimes it's, you know, 10, 20 degrees up here, um, which is just way too cold um, to be running an outdoor food truck event, even for catering.
0: So the, um, talk to me about how you found this space, how do you have this satellite kitchen. What do you do there? Um, what is the purpose of having it? things like that. Like, Talk a little bit about that because I think that is new. It's obviously growing your business, but explain to me the strategy behind it, what you're doing with it, and, and how it complements your business.
1: So um, we did PAX, um, PAX East um, with our food truck in March, and it's a massive um, gaming convention. And um, they loved us so much that um, they offered for us to do events, the bigger events um, in their kitchen um, when they need us. It's a new concept that they brought along um, this year, and it kind of helps them um, with staff and workload because they're bringing in a lot of temporary staff at the convention center for every event. So this kind of um, takes the load off of them. And um, they'd rather bring in uh, professional vendors that already know um, how to make the menu items and everything. So I keep my menu um, extremely simple there. Um, It has to be quick. You can feed up to five, six hundred people in a day uh, within a few hours for lunchtime. So everything um, has to be really simple, really quick. Um, But at the same time, you have to make it taste really good.
0: So what items do you serve there that, you know, what items did you pull off your truck that are the simplest that you sort of have found the most success with at this location?
1: Um, So we do a classic burger, which just has lettuce, tomato, pickle, and cheese. And then we do our bacon burger, which is the same thing, but we have a thick cut applewood smoked bacon that goes on it. We do a um, grilled chicken sandwich A black bean burger for the vegetarians and then i'll pull um, a seasonal item like for the fall um, i did a harvest salad which had fresh mixed greens butternut squash craisins goat cheese chicken um, granny smith apples and avocado um, with a homemade um, apple dijon dressing just to switch things up a little bit
0: wow we're talking now so I mean, this is a cool thing for expansion of your business and in your brand name and things like that. Do you find that it's helping your business? I mean, it hasn't been very long, but do you find that people are starting to follow or take interest in Rockin' Burgers because of this new satellite location?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, our following um, has doubled um, this season. So I imagine um, that we've gained a lot of followers. Um, We've done Comic-Con this year as well. And um, this would be for my other uh, satellite business that I have. It's called Taco Mama. But it's really just for pop-ups in the convention center. Just because sometimes they don't have uh, like a charbroiler or a grill to give me. um, So I have to come up with a second option. That's um, that we're able to do scoop and serve with. But it's been great. Um, I, it's definitely um, helped with revenue a lot this year, and I'm very thankful um, for the opportunity to even be in there.
0: So, so did you say you have another concept now called Taco Mama? Is that how, what I understood there?
1: I do, and that's um, only for pop-ups at the moment. And I'm actually starting uh, a few other concepts um, this year with a great friend of mine, um, that also has an awesome food truck.
0: I love this, the collaboration, but talk to me about taco mama, where the idea come the name, what do you guys serve and how do you do these pop-ups?
1: Um, so for taco mama, um, they needed a taco vendor in the Boston convention center. I was given uh, three weeks to come up with the concept and we all we do um, for the convention center is street tacos and nachos. And we have a barbacoa beef, pulled chicken, um, carnitas like really um, delicious but simple stuff. And I try to make everything look as colorful and vibrant. You know, you get the radishes and the limes and uh, fresh jalapenos and colorful chips. And I try to make everything look really. Um, visually appealing as well especially for these big shows
0: so i love this it's like god opened a door for you even though you probably weren't thinking about doing a taco concept necessarily the opportunity forced you into it and it didn't force you in quickly it was a a quick transformation and adjustment for you into taco mama basically yeah
1: absolutely
0: so i mean now you're running two things like how do you manage both the burger place and let's say taco mama's during an a, a convention or a comic-con like how are you managing two different concepts in the same building now because now you're not just managing a food truck and owning a food truck you're now owning a food truck a satellite kitchen for rock and burgers and now taco mama's how has your life changed in that way do you feel that you've grown?
1: I think I've absolutely grown. I think I'm a definitely um, a different person than I was a year ago um, today. I'm very um, thankful and grateful for my staff as well. Um, they've really helped me with this and they've really helped me grow. And um, it, it's great to see um, them getting rewarded um, as well as myself. And without them, I, I wouldn't be able to do um, all this work and take on everything. Um, If I'm not able to get staff for a certain thing, I just don't take on the job or I'll, you know, put the truck away for the weekend if I have to, if we're too busy um, at the convention center. But usually um, I'm thankful enough to have enough um, great staff that um, I can take on everything at the same time. But I'm just I put myself wherever I'm needed the most, which is usually um, at the convention center. So
0: um, it's been great. I mean, it's uh, got to be completely different than being on the food truck. I'm, and out of all the things I've done, I've never actually done convention center business or food or catering. Uh, food trucks, yes, and restaurants, and obviously hospitals and long-term care homes, but and grocery stores, etc. But not a convention center because it seems like lunchtime, you have everyone in the convention center sort of mad rushing to wherever lunches or even dinner I don't know if they depending on the event so I mean that's got to be similar to a food truck in a lot of ways you sort of get that flow of people really quickly around certain hours but I'm not sure so I mean talk to me a little bit about the differences between the food truck and the convention center or the satellite kitchens
1: so the food truck a lot of um the events we do everybody comes out at once um anyways but you just have to make sure that you are extremely um, well-prepared beforehand. You don't want to be cutting lettuce in the middle of a lunch rush. Um, My concept is, is I'd rather be over-prepped than under-prepped. And if we have stuff left over, I mean, it is what it is. But um, you you have to be extremely, extremely prepared. I'm sure as you know, Um, they all come at once. Um, the busiest day I've had there, we did 900 people and there was just no time. Um, and that was between the hours of 11 and six and there was just no time, um, to do anything extra. And that's with having, you know, six people in that little booth. Um, it's definitely a little bit more hectic than the food truck, but, um, you just have to have, um, speedier menu items, um, to make it work. Like we can't be putting a five step uh, or six step burger, um, on the menu for these things.
0: So, I mean, it's a little bit of feeding the masses. Um, being efficient is more important than being for lack of a better term effective. Well, maybe it's both efficient and effective, but then when you're, trying to show culinary skills and diversify your menu that's more suited for the food truck.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, when I do the food truck at the convention center, I can kind of um, diversify my menu a little bit and show off. but um, when we're in that kitchen, um, they really want everything uh, ready to go. So um, I'm just filling um, just filling uh, what I have to do there.
0: So in the off season, like, cause it's a little bit slow right now, are you strategizing and starting to plan out next season? Like, I don't know for me, it's, it's a question based on me. Like, I don't know how you, I mean, how do you figure out your business for next season? Because I mean, you're relying on events and you're relying on the food truck to have a schedule, I mean, do you start planning weddings now, events now, getting in in the food, what I'll call the circuit, which is the food truck nights? Like, how are, how do you plan or, or how are you strategizing for the spring and the summer and fall next year?
1: Um, so um, I'm already taking um, bookings um, for next year. And um, you just, at this time, you're able to like plan out more menus with the client as well. And, um, just kind of take your time with the bookings, you know, ask if they need any special requests, um, during the summer, it's really, um, difficult to do that. So I'd rather, um, try to take, um, as many private bookings as I can, um, right now, instead of, um, in May or June, but, the food truck nights, um, the schedule really doesn't get released until January or February. So I kind of have to hold that one out. But, um, the only issue with those is they're very, uh, weather dependent. So if it's downpouring, um, you're probably not going to have as good as a night as if, um, it was really nice out.
0: I like, you know, this is, this is one of the things about the seasonality of, and I think restaurants probably might They don't suffer as badly, but definitely the weather, I would say, determines delivery business, determines people going out to eat, snow, things like that in the winter, especially. So I'm very curious, like, I mean, do you want to talk about your future concepts? Do you want to talk about why collaborate with another food truck, number one, and why continue to grow your business into other concepts? Why not just grow Rocking Burgers, for example? And it's not, this is not coming because I don't understand this. More or less, I want the, you to explain it to the audience. Uh, why go in this direction?
1: Absolutely. Um, so I've worked um, the food truck. Um, I mentioned it to you before. Um, they're called Buddy or Biscuit. And I've worked with them um, since before I even got my own food truck. And they just have a phenomenal concept. Um, They do like fried chicken, biscuits, um, soul food. Everything's like 100% made from scratch. They make their own biscuits, sauces, chicken, like anything you name. uh, It's probably uh, every ingredient you name um, from their truck. It's probably uh, scratch made. And um, we both have so many ideas, uh, different ideas that we want to um, complete. And it's just great um, to be able to get together um, with another truck and hear their ideas and, you know, their ways of doing things. And we can kind of um, work off each other. And that way we can help each other out. And I'm not putting um, and they're not putting um, too much load on their own backs, um, especially during the summer.
0: I like this a lot. And you guys can sort of cross market each other and whatever you're doing to grow is going to grow you guys as well as, um, the business that you're in, you know, so it grows your own food trucks as well as the, um, the businesses that you're in, you know, so you're going to get recognition wherever you go. So what, What? is the future i mean how you how do you see all of this moving forward how do you manage multiple concepts how do you go from owning your own business and them owning their own business to you guys collaborating i mean because now your guys are responsible for your own businesses and the businesses you're growing together
1: um so this new um we're doing two new concepts Um, one is called get buttered which um, will be multiple different types of cuisines. And then we're doing mojitos, which is like um, um, any sort of Latin cuisine. And we're trying to focus on like weekday, like lunchtime catering for corporate offices. And that's really um, what we want to do um, with these concepts that we're bringing in um, together. And then because um, the busy time the really really busy time for the trucks is on the weekends so we'll still be able to focus on our weekend work um, get our weekday work done and um, we're going to bring in a whole new team um, to help us out which is great and um, this is also another way um, to keep our existing food truck staff extremely busy um, all year round um, because right now we're just dealing with a busy season in a dead season
0: it's crazy because the 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 idea is just so brilliant and and it's exponentially going to grow both your businesses and from a marketing and advertising standpoint and a revenue standpoint you're diversifying number one number two you're gaining experience and collaboration on you know not just social media but in food concepts in your trucks and you can help each other out, and and they already know who you are because you worked with them before you did, um, before you did this. So, uh, before you did Rockin Burgers and Taco Mama, so this is a really cool thing, and I like your progression. Will you just tell the audience how old you are again, Bella?
1: Um, so I'm 21, and I started this uh, Rockin Burgers concept when I was 19.
0: Yeah. So very impressive you're basically you own two businesses including the concept uh basically three locations in in a way you're getting into collaborating your business is growing it it's just incredible i think that you should be very proud of what you're doing and and the accomplishments you have and your humility you're not you're you're growing but you're also being humble about it and and learning the lessons as they go and i think that's extremely um cool to to witness and i i can't be i don't even know how to say it feel lucky feel privileged feel fortunate to see you go through this it inspires me because i know what it's like to be young and trying to grow a business and sometimes you feel like you're so old because that people around you are so much older and additionally, you know, when you're that young starting a business, you give up a lot of your social life, of your friendships, of your time that other kids your age or other adults your age, I guess, technically are doing because you're pursuing a business. Is there a lot of that for you? Do you feel like your life is different than a lot of kids, humans, adults your age
1: I do and um definitely um I know it's 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 weird now cuz I mean I'm going out you know to dinner with you know 30 and 40 year olds instead of uh 21 year olds um sometimes and going to all these business meetings and it it definitely makes you um feel a bit older sometimes but um I'm reminded of my age, you know, when I go out and hang out, um, with, you know, my friends that are still in college and stuff. And I try to do that, um, as much as I can without interfering with my business, of course, um, just to not make myself uh, miss out on those good times.
0: It's, it's, um, it's an interesting thing because I know that it's worth it it's worth giving up that time it's worth the journey um even though things don't always pan out the way you want them to um it's worth the journey it's worth the experience it's worth living life on your own terms in a lot of way even though we totally don't control the outcomes but it's it's really cool what you're doing what do you like the most about being a food entrepreneur what do, what do you like most about your life right now
1: Um, I just love being able to make, um, people happy from our food and seeing the smile on their face. Um, it's definitely like the most rewarding, um, it's not even about the money. It's about seeing how happy, um, you're able to make somebody, um, just from, you know, your creations. It's just like the most rewarding thing, especially after like a really long week. And you see those people smiling and coming back or a nice review that's been posted. Um, that's definitely like the thing that makes me um, the happiest. And it's one of my favorite things, um, along with creating um, new menu items. That's always exciting as well.
0: Talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what is what is it like to create new menu items? And we've talked about this a little bit on a previous episode. But talk to me, how do you go about it? Because you have such a great menu, and I know we've talked about the menu before, but I think it's worth talking about again, even on this episode as we talk about it, because I don't know if you've added new things over the summer, and if you have, what are they? And then also, yeah. how do you come up with these new items? Because you just talked about you know, making stuff from scratch at the uh, the Butter Up Biscuits, and the, I think that's what you said it was called, and I'm having a little trouble today, getting a little nervous. It's been a while since I recorded. But the um, how do you come up with these concepts? How do you develop them, and how do you know if they're successful?
1: Um, so what I do is, you know, you could see inspiration um, from a customer. Sometimes they're like, hey, you should do this, and I always put my own little twist on it. Um, or, you know, you see something on TikTok or online and, um, you always have to put your own trust on it. Um, one of my menu items, um, this season, um, for a special was Buffalo chicken, uh, mac and cheese, egg rolls. And, uh, my dad was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, just trust me. You know, I, I think it will work. I think it will work. And we sold out within an hour. And uh, um, a lot of people, I've been getting um, really good feedback on my mac and cheese in general. So I kind of wanted to highlight that um, as some menu items this year. Uh, We were doing uh, homemade mac and cheese balls um, with creamy marinara sauce. Um, We were doing uh, bruschetta chicken sandwiches. um, All sorts of... um, different things. I was making my own uh, bacon onion jam um, this year. I'm always trying um, to switch it up to keep things interesting. Um, I don't like having just the same old menu. Of course, you have to have your staple items all the time, but um, it's just a way for people to keep coming back and to keep being intrigued. And I know I get a little um, busy with posting um, during the summertime. I don't really post as much as i should be um but it's great when i finally am able to um to get sorry i have a little trouble speaking today too but um just to get that feedback and you know if something is super super popular i I just keep bringing it back and if it it keeps remaining popular i just put it on the menu um, permanently
0: I love it. I think that the, um, I think you're on to something with the mac and cheese egg rolls. I think there's probably more to come than just the buffalo one. I mean, I could think of a million different mac and cheeses that belong in an egg roll in a portable handheld thing because handheld has just become so big in, in food trucks right now and in people walking and eating. It, uh, around the world and it's uh, people take it to go people walk with it, people walk through cities or as I say eat their way through cities so I think there's a lot of that there, I mean you could do like a chicken corn bleu blue mac and cheese or a, you know a bacon mac and cheese and put it in an egg roll as well and I bet it would sell out, I, you have a whole different concept there so I, I'm interested to see where you go with that because I've seen a lot of people Um, A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of humans do some pretty cool things now in food trucks that make their food more portable, I should say, and handheld. And they're having a lot of success in that uh, throughout the country. Um, Nashville and New York, since I've spent a lot of time in both places. And um, so the handheld food thing we were talking about a little bit about the egg rolls like do you have ideas in mind is that one of your concepts because I think mac and cheese in an egg roll just sounds incredible I know there's been mac and cheese bites for a long time but in an egg roll format uh, seems like it's something that you could really go the distance with
1: yeah absolutely Um, we're working currently um, on more egg roll concept ideas um, at the moment Um, I also did for the fall Um, For a special, for a couple of weeks, we did um, apple pie egg rolls, and those um, went over uh, really, really well. So I made an apple pie filling, um, put them in the egg rolls, and then uh, tossed them in cinnamon sugar um, when they came out of the fryer, garnished them with whipped cream and powdered sugar and um, a caramel drizzle, and um, people went like crazy over them. And it's something um, that you don't really see uh, that often.
0: Oh, I like that a lot, a dessert one. That just sounds awesome. Or a dessert-ish, I guess. Um, so, Bella, let's talk a little bit about what are the hardest things about being a business owner? What are the hardest things about being in the food industry with the food truck and, and now the convention center? Because i got to imagine the convention center has had a whole new level of obstacles for you.
1: Um, I'd say the hardest thing um, during uh, my busy time is time, um, free time, uh, social time. I don't really um, get most of it because uh, we book everything uh, six days a week during the summer. And the seventh is usually prepping <laughs> for those um, upcoming uh, six days, whether it's um, shopping or uh, meetings or whatever. Um, It really depends um, on the week, but uh, maintenance on the truck, um, we make sure that every Monday um, everything gets maintenance and looked at. Um, It's super important to have every working party or food truck going um, or else it can end in a really big disaster and a letdown for the client. So um, everything just has to be um, in perfect condition. So there's really um, no time um, to do anything else um, for the rest of the season.
0: I like this. I think that, you know, you're identifying things. You see where, where the struggles are. And, like, from an employee standpoint, like, do you bring on employees on a job as the events happen? Do you have a staff that's year-round? Like, how do you deal with employees, um, the paying them, all of that stuff? Because a lot of food trucks and a lot of questions I've gotten from the podcast have been, like, Well, what do you do with the employees during the off season? What do you do with um, staff? How do you pay them year round and just hope you make enough during the summer? Things like that. So how do you handle that?
1: Um, So last year, um, I wasn't able to keep um, my one uh, full time staff member on um, during the winter. Um, So she went to go work um, another job uh, throughout the winter and she actually came back um, during the spring. But this year, um, I have enough work for them where I can keep them on, um, year round, which is great. Um, I brought on, um, another staff member. I brought in on another staff member, um, full time, um, this past year. Um, he's a chef. He's been really awesome. Um, so it's great to have people, um, too, helping with menu ideas and just, catering ideas and ideas in general, um, to help us stay, um, as busy as we can, um, throughout the season. But they, um, typically make a lot more in the summer, um, than they do in the winter. But I mean, whether it's challenging for me or not to keep them on, um, I, I really try my best um, to give them as many hours as I possibly can give them um, during the slow times.
0: That's awesome. And then during the, the busy times, do, I mean, I've got to imagine that they're probably working some weeks, more than 40 hours a week. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you manage that. But I've got to imagine all of a sudden you get busy. You're just you have only certain a number of staff that they're working extra hours. So they're benefiting during the high times as well. Is that true?
1: Um, so sometimes um, I try to keep them around 40 hours um, so they have a life outside of work. Um, they make enough with their tips where sometimes they don't have to even work 40 hours. Um, I always try to, they both have kids and, you know, you only have kids once. So um, I try to make sure that, you know, they have plenty of family time um, during the summer and, Um, I'd rather take that sacrifice, especially while I'm young, um, for myself um, with the time. And I would hate to see uh, me missing out on um, time with my kids. So I make sure that they have um, at least two days off a week. Uh, Sometimes it's not possible, but I let them know ahead of time. And for the really, really busy times um, that we have that I need more staff, I'll bring on um, temporary staff, which is usually... um, some of my friends that are in the food service industry and um, I just bring them on um, when they're absolutely needed and I have multiple events going on at the same time
0: it's very cool it's it's a lot to manage and it's someone who's 21 years old I mean you've gotten such a you know most 21s are still drinking at keg parties or fraternity parties or whatever in college so it's at least in the United States. I know I have an international listening basis, but in the United States, we're not very mature. We don't A lot of kids don't even know what they want to do with their lives at 21 years old or what direction they're going in. So it's pretty impressive to see this, and it's really cool that you're getting to do it. And it's, like I said, I love being a witness to it. I love hearing your story. I love that you continue to grow at – a good pace, you're not pushing yourself too far or trying to take on too much or trying to be uber successful overnight because that never goes well for anyone. I guess my next question for you, Bella, is like your family. I know your father's involved. Um, you know, what do they t- say about all of this to you? I uh, like. How do they react to what you're doing with the business and the growth of the business and, and your your success literally one small step at a time? I guess they're small wins.
1: Um, small wins for me is just completing uh, my day, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, there, there's so much going on. I do all the paperwork, um, all the bookings, um, everything, all the prep. Um, I'm on that truck every event, um, to make sure that everything goes as smooth as I can. Um, so small wins for me are just, um, doing the basics, uh, right now. And I I guess you can say that every day has been, um, a small win and that eventually leads to a really big win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how's your family, your father react to all of this? I mean, you've come a long way in two years.
1: Uh, my, my family, um, is super supportive and, uh, my father is beyond proud of me. Um, he, you know, he praises me every day and, you know, he, he's on that truck with me, um, whenever he can be. And, um, he's, he's pushing me, uh, now <laughs> to get a pizza truck done by the spring. Um, he had a couple pizza businesses, um back in the day and now i'm inspiring him to get back into this um so i mean it's great um to have a great support system and i'm really really thankful for that um because i know that everybody doesn't have the opportunity um to have a great support system around them so um i'm extremely extremely grateful that i have uh, great family and great friends um that help me through the day-by-day process
0: awesome so i mean there i mean we've talked about next steps we've talked about where you're going with your business we've talked about all of these things so and it's been about 6 months at least since we talked where if you could you know talk to other entrepreneurs or other young adults your age out there trying to get into this business what advice would you give them at this point? Like, what, what, are, what are the most valuable lessons you've learned, I guess, and, and what advice would you give those out there, young, old, whoever that are trying to sort of get into the food truck business or into the convention food business?
1: Um, have a theme, have a really uh, strategic business plan, um, and you always have to be prepared and never, ever cut corners. Never cut your quality. Um, always stick to it. I know it's tough sometimes. but um, And don't listen to the haters. <laughs> There's going to be people um, that, you know, would pay to see your downfall. And you just have to look past it. Um, don't listen. Um, just listen to constructive feedback, of course. Um, but just stick to what you know. Um, don't... It, don't try to expand um too quickly you have to nail um everything down before you get on to the next step so take things um one step at a time i mean it could take you three years um to plan out a food truck business but if that food truck business is a perfect plan after those three years then it was well worth the three-year wait don't um just don't rush into anything
0: amazing uh it's it's incredible what you're what you've done and the advice is just so spot on I feel like I think everyone thinks it's in a rush and and you have to rush things along and I felt like that for 42 years I, you know or the 24 years I was in business like trying to rush everything to try to get to an outcome or needing more money in there and at the end of the day I never I took it all for granted you know I think that a lot of individuals out there if i could leave anyone with anything and it this is just perfect timing that bella's my first episode um after the leave of absence after the baptism after i've gone through this massive transformation my character my personality my entrepreneurial endeavors my humility uh and ended up back in denver as they would say i you can't run away from rebuke and your your mistakes um, And so one of the things that I will say to everyone and and I'm going to say to Bella on this episode is don't take it for granted that even the tough days, even though they seem hard, that you have your family, you have your business, you have the things that matter, and sometimes it's totally out of your control when things don't go well, and sometimes they're totally in your control when things don't go well, and But at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying it, you're not appreciating it, you're not grateful for it, you don't have gratitude, and you don't appreciate your customers and your clients and your employees in the way that they should, it goes away. And, you know, I've never said this to anyone on the podcast because I always try to speak positivity and I try to always pump everyone up. But the truth is that if we get too far ahead of ourselves, if we focus too much on the money and and worry about growing our business too fast or or having more money or having more success because we feel as we get older that we don't have enough yet because we're comparing it to other entrepreneurs or other entrepreneurs who have business and have more success than us it will tear down the businesses that we built because we no longer are grateful for them and we're taking them for granted for what we have And it's not easy to grow a two-year business. It's not easy to grow a 10-year business. It's not easy to grow a 20-year business. But at some point, sometimes we forget how privileged we are as entrepreneurs. Sometimes we forget the hard work that we've put in to gain that privilege. And sometimes we forget how how great it is that we get to spend time with our families and we get to determine our own lives and have our own schedules and have the things that we have and get to be a leader and get to have impact and influence because of food entrepreneurs sometimes we take it for granted life gets too hard or things don't go the way we want them to but the reality is is we are the lucky ones We are the fortunate ones that get to be entrepreneurs, and it's not easy. There's losses. Sometimes there's bankruptcy. Sometimes there's businesses closing. Sometimes there's having to start all over again. But we never know our impact. We never know how we're going to impact our children in business. We never know how we're going to influence someone else with our business. Even if it doesn't succeed, there's a longer-term purpose to what we've done. And so what I'm going to say is don't worry about getting knocked down. Over the last year and a half, two years, I've been knocked down more times than I had in the 24 years leading up to it in business. And I've been had business partners and individuals go different directions or steal or take advantage or get too greedy and hurt me or hurt others or harm people, but the reality is, is we have to keep going. So if you're out there as an entrepreneur right now and you're you're starting off, it's a hard road ahead. And if you're on the hard road, keep going. It matters. You have impact on people. You have influence on people. And out of all the things I've done, for whatever reason, this podcast has been the most impactful and influential around the world. I wish it was my businesses. I wish it was serving food to hospitals. I wish it was the grocery store food. And, and obviously you put a lot of humans, children through school, you, a lot of humans can pay for their houses because of your entrepreneurial endeavors. A lot of birthday presents, Christmas presents are bought for families out of the businesses and the money they make off of your entrepreneurial endeavors. However, at the end of the day, sometimes our impact and influence goes beyond the business and the monetary things that we do. And that's the most rewarding, honestly. And you wanna be profitable, don't get me wrong, but also every action we take, every decision we make, every word we utter has the ability to be done with kindness and love and have real impact and influence on this planet. And I am learning this later in life. As much as I gave and I was generous and I was humble, it's never been more than now. So that's my message to all of you guys out there listening. Bella, thank you for coming back on the show. Bella reached out to me. She, she's the one who finally pushed me into being like, okay, it's time to restart this. It's time to get back into studio. It's time to figure out my way in Denver. I've been dragging my feet. I've been, you know, trying to get out of my own way um, as we do sometimes as humans and as entrepreneurs. And I've been trying to go through a lot of spiritual and emotional growth right now trying to be a better human. But I appreciate it, Bella. You, uh, grew me and you pushed me. Um, and God spoke through you to me. So I appreciate that, uh, Bella very much. And I'm very proud of what you're doing as an entrepreneur, as someone who's been in this a long time, you've really got your head on straight and, and you really got things down and your humility and your willingness to work and, and nothing being below you. It's, uh, it's a great trait, and I'm going on on a, a long commentary here, but I just wanted to say thank you, and it's really impressive what you've done.
1: Thank you very much. It really, it really means a lot, um, especially coming from you and somebody that's had a lot of success in their life, um, both spiritually, uh, financially. Um, it really, it really means a lot. So thank you.
0: And Bella, will you tell everyone where they can find you, how they can book events, uh, if they're coming to Boston or the Massachusetts area, how they can find your food truck, and, and again, the name of the convention center you're in.
1: Um, so um, you guys can find me um, on our website, com. Uh, my Facebook and Instagram is where I post my weekly food truck schedules, and that's um, rockinburgers.ma. And um, our kitchen, um, our satellite kitchen, is um, located at select events um, in the Boston Convention Center um, in Seaport.
0: Awesome. Everyone who's listening in, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the downloads, even and listens and comments and dms on instagram um especially over the last three months that we haven't recorded uh or released episodes and it's been appreciated i appreciate all the encouragement i appreciate everyone who showed up and and watched online as well in person for my baptism from this podcast also i was blown away by that I appreciate you guys. I know people talk to each other and word spread and invited people as well. I didn't, I told a bunch of people, but I really appreciate that and the support that you guys have given this show um, going into five years. I always run into this thing whether I should keep doing it or not, or my life needs to go in a different direction. And you guys always pull me back and always remind me that what I'm doing is worth it. And that it has a positive impact on the world and I'm positively pollinating the world for growth especially in the food world around the world so thank you guys for always supporting me Uh, thank you guys for always supporting this podcast and supporting my family and, and all the ways that you do and so with that being said you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts you can also find Justin the Food Entrepreneurs the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show and Um, the Centurion Leadership Battalion all on Spotify as well or anywhere else you listen to uh, podcasts like I said before you can also start seeing go to guerrillabrave.love and see the entrepreneur group that sort of spawned out of this podcast and and a lot of people who have been on this podcast requesting an area and an international community where you guys could all talk to each other where there was education um, as well and events as well around the world Um, for you guys in specifically the food entrepreneur space, not necessarily just the food space, but something like this hasn't necessarily been done at this level before across the world and the way that we're doing it at Gorilla Brave. So it's pretty cool. And again, that's like gorilla, the animal, brave, all one word. Uh, So the reason we chose that is because loyalty, compassion, and leadership are all represented by a gorilla and the food entrepreneurs in the world are some of the bravest entrepreneurs I've ever met, and so the name just sort of came together, and and we've went from there. Please check it out again. It's GorillaBrave Love, and then also, guys, you know, as another plug, we are launching another platform for operators for general managers, for food service employees that are in franchises that want to be franchise owners and get that training that they may not get and get that support and even the funding that they're looking for to become a franchisee of a business. And again, that'll be leaders dot ownerscom as it comes out. And that should be launched around January 1st um, if everything goes according to plan. And again, uh, Sam Fonseca is is one of our partners there and uh, i have another partner ivan and we're all involved in gorilla brave as well as leaders to owners and growing this thing so quite a bit of an experience and in regards to gorilla brave we have quite a lineup of speakers uh online training online speakers uh coming up in january so i hope all of you guys consider signing up for that um it's worth every dollar uh based on the crew that we have coming in and we've planned out at least the last we planned out seven months and we're starting to plan out uh, august uh this week so there's a lot of cool stuff coming your way so thank you everyone for listening bella thank you again for jumping on and listening to my long commentary and Again, I love you guys. You can find me at Justin Bizarro on Instagram. That's B I Z Z A R O. Or you can find this show at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. And with that being said, we're out.